Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Why don't you grab your Bible tonight? And you can be seated if you want to. I'd like us to go to the book of Genesis, the first chapter. Start there, and then we'll jump over to the book of John, the first chapter in a minute. We'll start here in Genesis. Amen. Genesis 1 and verse number 1. Amen. I didn't ask you to didn't ask us to read in Genesis and Acts with the intention of talking from Genesis tonight, but the Lord began dealing with my heart on the way to church here, and we'll see where we end up tonight. Genesis 1 and 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I don't think we'll talk about this tonight, but I think felt like the Lord shared something with me there that's not really novel or revelatory, but started speaking to my heart about it when I read that verse again today. There's something that he created in that first verse that we skip right over because it's hidden in there. He created time. In the beginning... This was not the beginning of all that is. God is from everlasting to everlasting. So when the scripture says in the beginning, it is referencing the beginning of time. He set time in motion. It came into play. And somewhere along the way, you start reading in scripture, you understand that there will be an end of time. As sure as it has a beginning, it has an ending. And we can read through Scripture about different times that end. There is a time of the Gentiles. That's what we're living in right now. The Scripture says that that will come to an end, or it calls it the fullness of the time of the Gentiles. And uh, you and I are living in that time right now, and it's our opportunity to get in right relationship with God, be filled with His Spirit before the fullness of the time of the Gentiles comes to an end. And we know there will be a time when the Lord then turns to Israel and all of Israel will be saved. That will turn to him. There's a veil there right now, but that will be removed. But time, in the beginning, he created the heaven and the earth. Now watch. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Darkness was there. The Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was 
light. Everybody say light. Verse 4. And God saw the light that it was good. And now watch what he did. God divided. Everybody say divided. God divided the light from the darkness. Remember we talked about principles in the book of Genesis? Here's a principle. In the beginning, the first thing he created that he spoke was light. Darkness was already there. He spoke light to be. And then he divided light and darkness. God never intended for light and darkness to dwell together. It was the plan of God from the beginning to separate light from darkness. You begin to go throughout scripture and there's a thread that you'll see from beginning to ending of the separating of light from darkness. The Apostle Paul said to the church at Thessalonica, you are not children, you are children of the light. You are not of the night, you are made to be children of the light. He said a distinct division between the two. It's God's design. It's His design for you and I. It's the reason the Apostle Paul said to the church at Corinth, Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. What was he speaking about? He uses the word, touch not the unclean thing. But he's talking about a division between light and darkness. A separation. The Lord Jesus was speaking at one point in the Gospels and he makes this statement. He said, if thine eye be single, then thy whole body is full of light. But if the light that, it's an interesting statement, he says, if the light that is in thee be darkness, then great is that darkness. I've always thought about that. The light is darkness. What does that even mean? I don't know that I have full understanding of what it means. But what I do recognize is from the words that says, if thine eye be single, then the whole body's full of light. Singleness speaks of a singleness of thought, a singleness of character, a singleness of commitment. And so when I give room to darkness in my life, thinking, well, I've got enough light, I can let a little bit of darkness in and I'll still be okay. The Lord was saying, when I let a little bit of darkness in, how great is that darkness? What makes it great? Because when I let darkness have place where it's only supposed to be light... It's not satisfied with just a place. It begins to taint the light and seek to take over in my life. One place Jesus said it this way, a little bit of leaven leaveneth the whole lump. And So we have this principle from the beginning of light and darkness being separated. In this day and time when we live and looking at a new year, we think a lot about different things and establishing different things in our lives. And I'm not so much on resolutions And so I used to be, but I realized if it wasn't something I was committing myself to doing ongoing just because it was a new year didn't mean it was going to start all of a sudden. I needed to make some commitments in my life and just do some things. Amen. And so. But it's interesting. It's a time to look at a new year and say, have I separated myself from darkness? Am I walking in the light? Writer Paul said this way, walk in the light as he is in the light. 
He talked about fellowship with the body of Christ, and he used that example. Well, that wasn't Paul. That was actually John. He said, if you walk in the light as he is in the light, then you'll have fellowship one with another. You know, it begins to break fellowship in the body of Christ is when we begin trying to fellowship light and darkness. It's like, how come I can watch a brother or sister, a couple of brothers come together? Maybe we can meet, and it can seem like some can have a flow of conversation, and I, I'm sort of there, and I'm trying to... I don't know, I just can't quite get in sync with their conversation. I can't, well, it could be that I'm fellowshipping darkness. And darkness can divide the fellowship in the body of Christ. We see this principle established from the beginning. The Lord separated that out. It's important in our lives that we allow the light of the Spirit of God to shine into our hearts. Illuminate those areas where there is darkness. His light does that. It doesn't illuminate it to put you and I on a guilt trip. It illuminates it so that it can dispel darkness. He wants to dispel darkness. Amen? So we see this in the beginning. Now I want us to... We took a whole lot longer there than I thought we would, but there we are. And go to the book of John, chapter 1. And I want us to see these... Parallels between these passages of scriptures we just read. It's important to know this about light. And I, I think we mentioned this briefly in passing on Sunday. Just when we talked about reading scripture. On the fourth day God created the sun, moon and the stars. The scripture says he made the greater light or the sun to rule the day. And the lesser light to rule the night. And of course the principle there regarding that is that whether it's day or night, God's plan is that light would always rule. That's the plan of God. It's not the plan of God for darkness to rule. Whether day or night, God's design was that light ruled. That is still God's plan in the spiritual. I don't care what the circumstances around you say. I don't care what the world would try to push in upon us God's design is always the same light is intended to rule by God that is his plan his principle and so as children of light we are designed to walk in spiritual authority and dominion God designed light to rule you say well but this with my boss and that with my workplace Look, I understand that darkness may be all around us, but the principle of the Word of God does not change because of what's around us. The Word of God is greater than the circumstances around us. Greater is He that is where? Than He that is in the world. So if I am a child of light, filled with the light of His Spirit, it doesn't matter the darkness around me. Greater is He that's in me. And so the design of God on your job, at your school, in the relationship that you have is that light rules. You are meant to walk in spiritual authority and dominion as a child of God filled with the light of His Spirit. Now what can happen if I don't seek to live by the grace of God operating in that principle is then I begin to fellowship in the workplace or I begin to fellowship at school or I begin to fellowship wherever with different friends or family that aren't children of light. And rather than letting my light shine in that darkness, I'll hide the light and I'll begin to fellowship the darkness. 
And then what becomes the challenge? Well, then becomes the challenge. I'll walk out going, and I'll get confusion in my mind and in my spirit. I'll wrestle in my day to day. We are called to be children of the light. To walk in the light. To live in the light. To be the light. Amen? The scripture says that we are a light, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. These are the words of the Lord. This is an important principle, the principle of light. I didn't plan on talking about light tonight. We seem to be there for a minute. John chapter 1, verse 1. You know, it's so important. This principle for our lives is so important. Because the world is in darkness. The world is in darkness. We know from the scripture that there are those that can't even see the gospel because of darkness. You say, well, I've shared the gospel. They just don't receive it. They don't receive it because they can't see it. Because they're in darkness. The God of this world, the scripture says, has blinded their minds. Lest they should see the light of the gospel and turn. And so we have to be that light that breaks through darkness. That's God's plan and his design. So let's read John 1 verse 1. In the beginning, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? We just read that, huh? In the beginning was what? In the beginning was the Word. Now, what beginning is this talking about? This is the same beginning that we read about in Genesis 1. The beginning of time. Still talking about the same... We move from the Old Testament to the New Testament, but we're still at the beginning of time. In the beginning was the Word. You could lay, if we had the ability on Scripture, or on the screen, we'd do that right now. You could put Genesis 1 and John 1 up here side by side and be reading them together, and you're talking about the same time, in the beginning. So in the beginning was the Word. Well, we know that from Genesis 1, right? God said, let there be light. What said? God, the Word. Let there be light. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was what? Or whom? The Word was God. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Genesis 1 is creation, right? We know Genesis 1 walks through creation. John 1 is telling us the same thing. All things were made by him. That's creation. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him, who's him? God, the word. One and the same, right? The word, God. In him was life. And the life was what? It was the light of men. The life that was in him 
was the light of men. Is it any wonder that the first thing he spoke was light? In him was life. In the word was life. And the life was the light of men. Now I want you to watch what happens in verse number 5. We're still talking about in the beginning, creation, right? Same time frame. And the light, what did it do? It shined into darkness, right? We read that in Genesis 1, verse number 2. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And he said, let there be light. And he divided the light from the darkness. Well, the light, it shined into the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness couldn't understand. Why? Because they are so diametrically opposed and opposite. They can't relate to one another. And so when you and I as a child of God, filled with the Spirit of God, called to be children of light, and we come and we try to communicate with someone that's in darkness, and, we're try- and they're like, I don't understand, and they're trying, and you're like, you ever had that frustrating thing happen? What is it? Darkness does not comprehend light. And so the light has to shine to first dispel darkness. So the mind can be cleared and the light of the gospel can shine into the heart. That is God's intent and purpose for you and I. But if the enemy can get darkness in me, how great is the darkness? We reference that. Already. So I have to let the light of God shine in every corner area of my heart, my mind, my soul, and my spirit. So that I can be the light that God intends to be through me and through you. So the light shines in darkness. The darkness doesn't comprehend it. Let's read a little further. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. That all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Watch. He was in the world. We're still talking about this man that was the light, the word that was God, all one and the same here. We haven't changed context. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. That's what we just read in verse number two, right? The same, or verse number three. All things were made by him. That's how we know we haven't shifted gears and went to somebody different. We're still in the same context. The word, the word that was God is the light. We're still talking about the same God. He was light. He was in the world. The Word, God, the light was in the world. The world was made by Him. The Word, God, was made. The world was made by Him. And the world knew Him not. How come the world did not know Him? He was the light. And the light shined into the what? Darkness. And the darkness did not what? Comprehend it. So the world couldn't know Him. The next verse says, He came unto His own, 
And his own received him not. Why did they not receive him? Because they were children of darkness. And so the light was shining and they couldn't see it. They had scripture. They knew the Old Testament scripture. But they were blinded by religious tradition. And so the light was present with them. But it was shining in darkness. And darkness couldn't comprehend it. They had all of the indicators. So you and I as children of God. We've got to learn and recognize from this. If I walk in religious tradition, I can walk in darkness when I'm called to be a child of the light. I give myself to routine and ritual and things that are just historically done. I I go to church at 11 on Sunday. I go to church at 7 on Wednesday and I do these things. But then I just go and I walk in darkness and I fellowship darkness. And I'm not living and walking daily in the light and being the light that I'm called to be then what happens is I don't even realize it and I move from light to darkness. And I think I'm still walking in the light because I'm full of religious tradition. I'm fulfilling my duties. I'm doing those things I'm supposed to do. I'm going to church. I'm saying the right stuff. But I'm not living and walking in the light. The light is not living and shining in and through me. And I've been blinded by religious tradition. And now I'm living in darkness. Pray with me. Come on, pray with me. You are the light that lighteth every man that enters into the world. Jesus, you are that light. I trust in you. I hope in you. I trust in you. I hope in you. In Jesus' name. Verse 12, as many as received him to them, as many as received whom? God, the word, light. As many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe. What do you have to believe on? His name. Now, at this point in John, and at this point from what we've read in Genesis, we have not been given his name. He's Word, He's God, He's Light. None of those are His name. To receive word, to receive God, to receive light according to the scripture. I have to believe on his name. I can't believe on his name if I don't know his name. This is important. Jeremiah, I'm going to make you work. 
really quick. Can you jump? It won't be too hard. Can you jump back to verse 1 again? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things, verse 3, were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. Go back to verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. We're going to come back to that in a second. The same was in the beginning with God. All right. Now go back to where we were, Brother Jeremiah, verse number 12. Even to them that believe on his name, verse 13, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. They were born of God. Now he's talking to the church. Those that would become sons of God. Referencing those he spoke to in verse 12. Verse 14. And the Word. Now you just remember because we went back and read it again. The Word was who? The Word was God. We agree. And the Word was what? The Word was made flesh. God was made flesh. God didn't send a second person. God was made flesh. And God dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Now watch with me. We read verse 2 there. The same was in the beginning with God. The man Christ Jesus. This is important for somebody tonight. The man Christ Jesus. Was not eternal. Understand that. He was born and he died. The man Christ Jesus was eternal. Or not eternal. God is eternal. The scripture says we know that the word was God. God became flesh. We know Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. Not a second person in the Godhead. That's a lie. It's deception that was created in around 315 A.D. I believe. It's a deception. It's a lie. There's only one God. Even the devils believe that and tremble. And so the same was in the beginning. So what was in the beginning with God? Let's go back to light and darkness. As a father, as a parent, there's some that aren't fathers here. Your parents, though, moms. There have been times where I have discussed direction with my children. And I've known while we were communicating. They're hearing the direction. They understand the value of the direction. 
but they are not going to follow the direction. Any parent relate? I, I knew. I, it wasn't like after the fact. You know, you know what I'm talking about? And you're trying, but you know. What is that? That is the sense that you and I have been given as parents. It, it is a parental instinct that understands this is not going to go the way I'd planned for it to go. But I've sought to instruct them. Now, we are not all-knowing, right? But God is. And so in the beginning, when He created light, He, the all-knowing God, knew Even though I have set this principle of separating light from darkness, here in a few more days I'm going to create mankind because I want a personal relationship with my creation. And so I'm going to create mankind for this personal relationship and I'm going to set them up to live in the light, to abide in me and to be free and separated from darkness. But I'm a father that knows things. And I know what's going to happen. They're going to move from light to darkness. And because they're going to move from light to darkness, as a loving father, at the beginning, I must create a way to get them from darkness back to light. So when John said the same was in the beginning with God, the thought, the plan, the idea to redeem man who would fall, was already in the beginning with God because the omniscient, all-knowing God looked at light when He created it and knew when He created you and I, we as human beings would fall and step into darkness. And so in the beginning, He created a plan to retrieve us, to return us into right relationship with Him. The same was in the beginning with God. He knew we would step into darkness. But he never intended for us to live there. In the beginning, he already had the plan. The same was in the beginning with God. He already had the thought, the plan, the idea to make a way out of darkness for you and I. He is a restorer of light. Because he's light. I don't care how great the darkness. He is greater. It doesn't matter how dark. The situation. The circumstance. Or how dark it's gotten in mine or your life. If I will turn to him who is the light. He can and will dispel darkness. He can move a life from darkness to light. And so what happens when you and I are, the scripture uses the word, reconciled unto Christ. That means we're brought back into right relationship with God. The relationship He intended from the beginning. When we're brought out of darkness into light. And so as we continue to pursue this relationship with him. What does he do? The light of his spirit continues to shine in our life. 
One place the Apostle Paul called it Christ being formed within us. And so the light of the gospel and the light of Christ shines in our hearts, in our lives. And it illuminates places of darkness. Places where I'm fellowshipping darkness. Places where darkness has been given room to just live in my heart. And he begins to give me opportunity to allow him to dispel of the darkness in my life. So that my whole body spiritually, your whole body spiritually is full of light. This is his plan and his design for you and I. Is that just so we can say we're full of light? Oh, no. The ultimate design and desire of God in that is that we are then the light that shines to a dark world. He shines through us. And the light of Christ, Christ that is the light, shines to a world that's lost. And you and I become that light everywhere we go. And it dispels darkness. It dispels. He dispels darkness. Operating through your life and through my life. You understand? The Lord has bound himself to work through you and I. He ascended in Acts chapter 1. He said, it's expedient for you. In John, he said to his disciples, it's expedient for you that I go away, but I will come again. Jesus Christ left the earth. But he returned in you and I. The Holy Ghost, the scripture said, John told us in John 14, I'll send the Holy Ghost in my name. The Father will send the Holy Ghost in my name. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ. And so when we receive the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is so that we can be that light in the world. I saw a, I'll finish here. I saw a, a um, post on Instagram. I think it was yesterday, maybe. I guess when it was doesn't really matter, but. It caught my attention. I looked at it several times and thought on it for a little bit and then moved on. A, uh, a well-meaning individual had uh, put a picture of the I-5 corridor in Washington. Uh, and they had plotted out uh, several different uh, church denominations and plotted them on the map on the I-5 corridor. Uh, oneness. Uh, Acts 238 believing, gospel believing uh, churches. Their locations had plotted them on this um, map of the I-5 corridor. Sort of the Puget Sound area. And uh, I don't remember how many there were. 35 or 40 maybe. Probably less than that. And... Uh, they had made a point of writing out of how desperate the need was that there was only this many churches and the ability to reach with just, and I, I believe in the Lord planting churches elsewhere, you understand. But when I saw that picture, what I felt like the Lord quickened into my spirit was that's not a true representation of the church in that region. 
because all that map plots is building locations. It's just plotting building locations. That's not a fair representation of the church in a region. You understand? And so, the Lord began to deal with me about points of light. You and I are points of light in the earth. And wherever we go, if we're walking in the light, we become an extension We are the church. We're not an extension of it. We are the church. We know this. We've heard this concept. What I can't do is hide the light under a bushel is one way the Lord Jesus said it in one parable. You don't take the candle and put it under a bushel. No, he sets it out for all the world to see. Why don't you stand with me? You and I are called as children of God when we are filled with His Spirit to be children of the light and for it to so shine and radiate through us that it pierces darkness. This is the design of God. And so what do I have to do? I have to examine myself before God. Say, God, anywhere in me that there's darkness. Anything in me that your spirit illuminates is darkness. Or any place where I'm fellowshipping darkness. Or any place where I'm entertaining darkness. I want the Spirit of the Lord working in me to dispel it from my life. That my life would be full of light full of Christ that mine eye would be single and my whole body would be filled with light would you talk to the Lord with me right now come on I'm going to open this altar to you tonight would you talk to him about the light of his spirit working and shining in and through your life in the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus. Come on, the Lord would like to take us to a place where we settle this struggle of back and forth once and for all. So that we're no longer fellowshipping, entertaining, crossing back and forth between light and darkness. But we are living, abiding, walking in, filled with the light of the gospel of Christ. The light of His Spirit shining in to and through us. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, as you ordained it from the beginning, Father. Let your light so shine in, with, and through your people. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let my thoughts be thoughts filled with light. I pray let my words be words filled with light. Let my heart be a heart filled with light. Let my spirit be a spirit filled with the light. The light that is you, Father. 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, this isn't something we can do in our own effort or ability. It is a work of His Spirit. It is a work of the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You are that light, Father. You are that light. I acknowledge any area where I've been fellowshipping darkness. I lay it before you, Father. You're a light that dispels all darkness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, let the light of His Spirit shine into your situation. Let the light of His Spirit shine into every corridor of your mind. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you don't have to fear Him. He's not going to shine it there to condemn you. The light of Jesus shines to dispel darkness. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. When we move from darkness to light, it starts with a place of repentance. Starts with a place of repentance. So as the Lord illuminates an area in my thoughts or in my heart or in my spirit or in my actions. The light will illuminate illuminate that place not to condemn me, but to bring a conviction. The conviction reveals to me the damage that that darkness will do if I allow it to remain. And so the conviction I have causes me to turn to Christ in repentance. So I turn to Him. I receive of His forgiveness. That deals with the past. And then I repent. That deals with the present going forward. So repentance is a change of thinking. So the way I used to think about fellowshipping that darkness, I don't think that way anymore. When the light shines in that place in my life, and then I repent, I have a change of thinking so that when that darkness tries to come again, the light says, no, I'm not giving it room in my life because I have had a change of thinking. That's true repentance. 
And so the light illuminates those areas so that I'll think differently. I'll repent. And then I continue walking in the light. Amen. He wants to order our steps that way. That's the design and the desire of God for each and every one of us in this room. And I'll say it again just in case you're doubting. No darkness is greater than the light. He's greater. He's greater. He's greater. He is greater. Amen. Praise God. Why don't we thank him together tonight? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Irala makatahara bashi torobokoye. Iarabakatahaye kiatahaya. Iarabashe teledeatahaye. Iarabashe teledi. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Go be a light.